Welcome to Behind the Membership. In this episode, I'm talking with Jared Falk from Musora. And I'm not kidding when I say that Jared means business when it comes to his membership, or memberships, I should say, as Jared has not one, but three going on four membership sites, all in different music niches. Jared has over 10,000 members in his original membership site, Drumeo, in fact, having served over 200,000 customers so far in his business, a huge achievement by anyone's standards. In this episode, we're talking world domination when it comes to membership sites, including how Jared replicated his successful drum membership site into other markets, why he's releasing an hour of new content every single day into his memberships, how he's grown his business to a team of 35 and worked with some amazing guest artists from around the world at the same time, and why he's always trying new things when it comes to marketing and retention. There's a lot to pack into this episode, so without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to Behind the Membership with Callie Willows. Real people, real stories, real memberships. Today I'm talking with Jared Fork from Musora and Drumeo, the world's leading drum education site. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today, Jared. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here to chat with you. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, getting the chance to delve into your memberships. Now, I mentioned Drumeo there, which I believe was your first membership site and, and your main membership site, but you actually have several different membership sites now, don't you? Yeah, we have three and we are working on the fourth, which is going to launch in June. So the other ones are for guitar, for piano and for home recording. So guitario, piano and recordio. Awesome. I'm really looking forward to kind of delving into that model of having multiple sites a little more with you. But if we look at Drumeo in particular initially, can you tell us a little bit about that membership? Sure. It's basically like Netflix for drummers. That's the, I always use that to, because right away as people get exactly, oh, it's a bunch of great content from um, drummers for people to learn the drums. And so we work with the greatest drummers in the world and we film uh, content with them, lesson content, and we publish that on, uh, within our platform. So we film many different types of content. Uh, like longer form lessons that are like an hour long. We film courses, which are like broken up into five to seven videos. Um, we film interviews, we do podcasts. Uh, we basically bring them out and for two days, we, we film as much stuff with them as we possibly can. But uh, yeah, so we add around, around one hour of new content a day just for Drumeo, sometimes more, sometimes a little bit less, but that's probably a pretty good average. Wow, an hour a day. That's, that seems like a huge amount of content. Yeah, I'm breaking, I'm breaking the rules of like, oh, I think in some ways where it's way too much and people have actually left because they said, I can't keep up with it. So they feel like they're not getting, you know, they're paying this amount of money and they, they're not using it. So they just leave. But in reality, anyone who tries to watch every single video would be absolutely crazy it would take you over four months because i think if you did 24 hours a day because i think there's four thousand hours of, of content in there now wow <laughs> yeah so. so what made you decide to release new content every day then well my original idea for drumio was for a student to be practicing 
um, and they and every student when they're practicing they have struggles within those very moments and every single student struggle is different and so I wanted it to kind of be like Operation Red Phone where uh, they could log on and at any time there would be an instructor there to answer their questions and so my original idea was to have uh, live streaming 24 hours a day seven days a week and then work with instructors all around the world so we could hit all the, the time zones that still might come at some point but uh, for now, we just kind of said, well, let's just focus on producing really, really great quality content with these amazing artists. And the reason it's so much is just because we had so much opportunity to bring in the artists that we're not going to say no, right? So someone, last time Madonna was in town, her drummer was a great guy, Brian Fraser Moore. We invite him down, he comes out and, and uh, films some videos. Of course, we're going to say yes. Uh, when Rascal Flats were in town, uh, Jim Riley, uh, he came down and, and uh, we filmed some more content, content. And other times, these guys are just off tour and they contact us and say, we'd love to, I'd love to come and, and uh, you know, deliver some education because they really, drummers have a spirit of sharing. They're very communal and they like to give back. And, and ours, our uh, Drumeo is kind of a conduit for them to do that. Awesome. And so are you, presumably you're paying them to do that rather than doing like a profit share or anything like that? Yeah, because it goes into a pool of content, it's, it's very non-traditional. Drummers were very used to publishing a DVD or a book, then they sell that and then they get a certain percentage per sale. That's the traditional model. And, and uh, we did that in the past, but there's, there's no real way, like we could say, we're going to pay you based on views. But there's, no, there's nothing to say that a video that was viewed less isn't as valuable because everything is necessary when it comes to education, right? A, a video teaching quarter notes might be viewed less, but it's essential to someone's development on the drums. And so there's no way to really value that. We're not going to pay people based on how big their network is or how famous they are. So we basically pay them a fee and they come in for the, uh, the set amount of time and, and uh, we do it that way. The, the one caveat there is we have a large YouTube channel. Uh, we, I think we have one of the most engaged Facebook pages. Like our organic reach on Facebook is incredible. And uh, also on Instagram, it's, we, we have a heavily engaged network there. And so the artists love that the way we clip up the content and promote it and always make sure we tag them. Um, they get a lot of residual benefits from the stuff that they do. And, and I think they really appreciate that. Cool. And so... When you first started Dromeo, was the idea always to have other people creating content or was it originally just you? It was just me. So I started in around 2003 and I had a uh, baseball cap in uh, my little practice space on the farm and there's like flies flying around the shot. You can actually see them. And I had wings. I had hair with, uh, with wings. <clears throat> and uh, so for the longest time, it was just me and my business partner <clears throat> was the, the tech guy. And uh, so that went to around 2006, 2007. And we hired a few other guys to do packages, like DVD packages that we sold. Um, but it was primarily me, which kind of got tiring. And so that's what kind of led us to say, we need to figure out a way that we can, we can produce more content. Because with, with the internet, it's like the larger your content footprint, footprint is, the, the more success you're going to have, especially if it's high quality content. <clears throat> cool. And so 
Why did you decide to create a membership? What was the kind of starting point for that for you? I think for us, it wasn't necessarily a model where we said, oh, we need to create a membership so we can make more money. It was never financially driven. For us, it was always about how can we provide a better service? And we found that um, when students just bought a, a DVD package from us, that's kind of where the sale ended. You know, the, the book Automatic Customer refers it to like a one night stand compared to uh, uh, a marriage, right? And yeah. we really wanted to get married to our, our students and we really wanted to be there to help them on an ongoing basis so we could answer their questions and give them the feedback when they needed it and, uh, and do stuff like that. And so that, that's just, it, now it had to be a membership because there's no way we could charge a one-time fee unless it was incredibly high and deliver uh, on an ongoing basis. And so for us, we just think it's the best model for, for teaching drums uh, on the internet and for, for a student who wants to learn drums. At least for us, there's still a lot of students that do buy the individual lesson packages that we still sell. Um, and that's just, a, I guess, a preference per student. But the membership is definitely the, the main thing that we offer. Okay, so you do still sell those individual packages as well as the membership then? Yeah, we, but we sell them in, in different ways. And so one thing we've had a lot of success with is we sell like semester-based courses. Uh, so we can still get the element of service, but it has a start and a finish and it's non-recurring. So we sell these courses for uh, six months. So students sign up and every week they get a new, a new uh, lesson delivered and then they get to interact with that instructor throughout that week on that content. And everyone is going through the same content at the same time. And we've, we've had a lot of success with that. And, and uh, my recent one I just did, I, like I found an expert on drum technique. He's like one of the best in the world at, at teaching drum technique not just actually playing. And, uh, and he filmed this six-month series. Now he's following up with those students on a weekly basis. Awesome. I love that. And so Dromeo has been going for around 15 years now, it sounds like. When did you decide to start branching out into offering other musical instruments, so guitar, piano, and things? Yeah. Dromeo started in 2012. I think we bought the domain in like 2010. Before that, it was known as many, many different things. The, the, <laughs> big, the big company was like Railroad Media, but it wasn't big. But we had so many different websites, um, and we still do. But um, um, in 2008, we decided to try and go more horizontal and, and take what we learned in drums and apply it to other markets, and we failed uh, fell flat on our faces because what we were doing is we were taking all the, the profits from Dremio and just investing them in these new markets. So the innovation essentially stopped in Dremio and uh, that was a, a big issue. So I actually think we got to the membership side of things later than we should have. I think we should have gotten there a little bit earlier. Like we started in 2012 so uh, now that when I'm getting into new markets, which is in the last couple of years, I think piano has been around for two years. I'm doing it very differently in order to make sure that I don't make those same mistakes. And have you found that, you know, you're essentially replicating what you've done with Dromeo with those other sites or are you having to approach each of them differently? It's not apples to apples. I would say the markets are all fruits. 
but they're apples, bananas, and oranges, and maybe one's a tomato, uh, which is actually a fruit. A lot of people get that wrong. But uh, yeah, so the piano market is completely different than the drum market because piano players just have, there's a different social culture there. So you can't, you can't use the same, you can't talk in the same tone. Uh, you can't even teach in the, in the same way. Like piano is way more traditional. So to get people even comfortable with online education is, has been more of a challenge. And we have a lot of this, we have a lot of backlash from these teachers who have been teaching for 30 years out of, out of their home, teaching Royal Conservatory. And they look at us as um, someone who's just like, you know, we're out to lunch. We don't know what we're doing. We're crazy. Um, there's only one way to learn the piano, uh, what's, what's they say. So we have to really treat each market differently. The guitar market is completely different than the drum market. Guitarists are, are much more, um, they're, they're, they don't like to share everything about what they're doing. So like if the drummer gets a new piece of gear, he wants to share everything. He, they're so communal, they just love to chat. If, if, if I meet someone on the street and find out they're a drummer, we're, we're best friends instantly. If guitarists meet, some, meet each other on the street, they're like, okay, this is my competition. I don't want him to see my pedal board set up, or I don't want him to see my fingers when I'm playing my, my special licks, so they steal all my ideas. So not all guitarists are like that, but this is just a very, very big generalization. So we do have to treat every market differently. Yeah, that's really interesting that there's, there's such a, a difference there between kind of the approach to each of those. Yeah. And so does that affect the marketing of those sites as well? How are you kind of approaching it? Does. That? I, would, I would say for, from the student perspective, like for a new student looking to learn, it's not, it's not as big of a difference. We treat the marketing differently because now we're starting, like Piano started two years ago, and it's a completely different world out there. Like there's way more people trying to, trying to create membership sites and trying to sell info products, right? So you have to do different things to cut through the noise. And so in drums, when we started, we started very, very laser targeted with our content. We, you know, we taught like just rudiments or we taught just a one way to do a specific role. Um, and so with piano, our tagline is it's never too late to learn the piano because we're specifically targeting people who maybe wanted to play, but never really got around to it. And now they have a little bit of free time and they're just looking for an online solution and community that they can be a part of. And so we're not targeting kids um, people have asked if it's for kids and I just say no. <clears throat> and that's similar in guitar. Uh, guitar is much bigger market. There's way more people doing it. And we're again, late to the party there. So we have to do things differently. And so we're still really testing what works well, because our goal is to, to try and reach every guitarist in the world, uh, eventually. So right now we have a great instructor named Nate Savage and he's, our main instructor and we're really targeting just entry-level beginners people who are just starting so if you go to the website i think it's like something like the, the best uh, beginner guitar lesson solution or something like that I, I don't i'm totally butchering it but um so if an advanced guitar player goes there they won't sign up it's it's not for them okay cool so i'm sure our audience will be wondering then how many members do you actually have across the memberships if you don't mind saying yeah there's there's around 10,000 uh, active in Drumeo, um, but there's like 200,000 customers in the database who have bought individual lesson packages. Um, in Guitario, there's I think over 2,000, 2,500, and then Piano, we just 
we're we're well over a thousand now. So yeah, it's 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 going well, and like I'm totally all all about the marathon, right? So I'm happy if with just steady growth. I come to work every day, put my head down, and and just grind. I mean, that's incredible though that you've been able to impact such a huge amount of people mm-hmm. with those sites. Mm-hmm. And I mean. Listeners of the podcast will know I don't usually kind of focus on member numbers and things because I don't necessarily think it's the right benchmark to measure membership success by. But I kind of wanted to highlight your numbers there because I think there's a big difference between managing sites or managing different sites with a few hundred members each and sites with thousands of members. So presumably you've got a lot of infrastructure and team involved there to help you with that. Yes, my team is incredible. Uh, I have like 35 staff now and, and we're still growing. We want to hire more programmers because we're, we're building out some really cool uh, technology that we're going to use to power all of our platforms. Because the goal, the goal is to have something for every musician and even, even go deeper into the arts, like you know, teaching painting or, or, uh, or teaching dance or teaching photography or anything like that. Like, and uh, so the platform we're building will be able to power all those different, different, um, different communities, as well as moving into other languages, right? So I want to create Drumeo in China, which is going to be a, entirely its own platform that we can provide support on. So yeah, there's, there's tons of infrastructure on the tech side, which is coming in the next six months, and then the, also the staffing side. Wow, so you're you're going for total world domination. <laughs> of course, Kylie, it's all about world domination. <laughs> I just like why not why not think big? And I I, I know it's it's sometimes crazy uh, or sounds ridiculous or silly because there's so many great other companies and great other people doing stuff in the space. But I don't know. I've just finally got to the point where it's like, why not me? Why not us? Why not you? Um, why should it have to be someone else? And so I think if, if you just have that mindset, then we're going to at least try. I'm not going to guarantee I'm going to do it, but I'm going to try. Yeah, I mean, I love that ambition. Was, was that kind of always your thinking when you first started doing this? Did you, did you imagine you were going to have this big team and, and all of these sites? Or has that kind of evolved as the business has grown? When I started, I just wanted to pay my mortgage. Uh, <clears throat> I just wanted to uh, be able to drive a nicer car than a 1985 Nissan pickup truck. So I think the goals, the short-term and long-term goals change over time. And when you have some smaller or you know, medium-sized wins, those are things that are going to uh, inspire you to then create those larger goals. So it wasn't until a couple of years ago where I said, okay, now I, I'm feeling like I really understand the, the model for the on not as deep a level as you and Mike do, but uh, you know, I'm understanding it more and more and I understand more uh, leadership. Like I'm still really working on becoming a better leader for, for all my staff here. And so at that point I said, you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to set up a, a big goal and just give her and see if I can do it. But yeah, it's, it was, it's, it was like my big goal when I was, you know, 2005 was to, make enough money to eat and pay my mortgage. That was a big goal for me, right? <clears throat> so it always changes. Cool. And you mentioned kind of leadership there and stepping into that leadership role. So has that actually been difficult for you to kind of learn to manage that team and, and grow that side of the business? 
it's, I don't know if it's been, it's definitely, uh, I wouldn't say difficult. I'd say it's just been fun to learn learn. Like I know, I know it was a deficiency um, that I needed to work on. And so it's something that I just like, I really enjoy getting better at something like that. Um, <clears throat> but it's always a process. Like you're never just, you're never done learning about becoming a better leader. It's like, it's like drumming, right? The more you know, the more you don't know. And so that's what I found with leadership. It's like, I, I, you think you're good and then you like listen to a podcast or you, you read a book and you realize, you realize how much you suck at it or how many things you're screwing up on. But yeah, it's, I think it's just, I really, really enjoy that, that process of becoming a leader and then seeing like the, the strategies and tactics that I, I deploy actually have some sort of positive effect. I think that's really, really exciting. Um, yeah, it's fun. Awesome. So you have essentially this huge musical membership empire now and, and still growing from the sounds of it. Mm-hmm. What would you say has been your biggest challenge so far? <clears throat> well, the, on the membership side, the biggest challenge is just keeping people engaged and inspired to really want to learn. I think everyone loves music. Uh, like they, no one falls out of love with music, but sometimes people get excited about, about learning an instrument and then just decide, you know, Oh, it's not for me. And then they quit. Uh, and so then they leave. And for, for me, obviously the, the money is something that affects us because if I don't have that money, I won't be able to continue to execute on our mission, right. To, of world domination. But, uh, um, more importantly, I really want more musicians. You know, the music business overall is changing, right? Like guitar sales are down because more things are are going electronic. Um, less people are playing guitar, starting to play guitar because the the barrier to entry, like to get actually good at guitar, is is harder than people think. Whereas getting really good at video games is a lot easier. So more people are just playing video games, like kids and stuff, starting up. And um, so for for me, it's like I would say retention when you talk about it from a very business membership point of view, but I think the problem goes a lot deeper than that when you really study the market and what's happening, you know, from a, kids from a young age now. And so that's why we're seeing a lot of, a lot of like uh, 30 to 60 year old people starting playing music because it's something they always wanted to do in the past, but you're seeing less new people getting into it. Yeah. That's really interesting. You say that actually, because I've had that experience with Mike who decided like a year ago, he was going to learn guitar, bought a guitar, bought all the equipment kind of thing. And then realized that it's not quite as easy as learning guitar hero (laughs) (laughs) and kind of quickly kind of lost interest with that. And so then moved on to the drums and and actually joined Drumeo. Um, But yeah, so I, I can see what you mean there about that, that market actually changing and that kind of audience um, changing there. And so you you guys do things called quick wins, which which I really like, and we we do something called quick tips, which I I just I stole from you guys, and I just changed wins to tips. <laughs> um, but uh, and those have been really really helpful for us because for us our goal is to try and deliver, not just be a, a conduit to deliver information. We have to somehow inspire them to through this digital interaction to take a physical real world action. And that's actually really challenging when you think about it. Video games do it well, even though sometimes it's just with people's thumbs, but uh, the rock band and Guitar Hero stuff is good. So our goal with each lesson is for someone to watch it, have a deep enough understanding of the concept that they could just go to their kit and 
play it or go to their guitar and just instantly get a result. And if we've done that, then we've succeeded. Awesome. And so as we're, we're on the subject already, so how do you ensure that people stay members and they get ongoing value from the site and they do keep engaged? How do you keep mm-hmm. them coming back month after month? There's a couple things that we do. Uh, we, uh, we track engagement. And so we track like overall on our community. Um, we're working on a new thing where we can give our, each student an engagement score. And I know you can do this through Intercom as well. Um, but what we try and do is like through the onboarding process, we get them as invested into the platform <clears throat> through adding, adding a profile picture, through entering some information about their drum gear, their, their history, posting in the forum to get, get into the community. You know, the, the kind of standard stuff. And that stuff is all good. Those are like, I call those tactics, right? When it comes to a strategic level, I think it all, for us, it all comes down to the, the content. How good is our content? It's like Netflix. You don't really think about the tech involved in Netflix. They're like, oh, you know, it's nice that you can access it on your iPad and stuff. It's nice. But that's almost like an expectation. If it, if it didn't, I, I wouldn't even know about it. So, of course, you have to be omnipresent when it comes to different platforms. But if they didn't have good content, if they didn't have one or two shows that you're always watching, you're eventually just not going to see any value in it anymore. And so this is why people are canceling cable because they, you, and you hear it when they say it. They're like, oh, I, I was only watching sports and I can now get that on this. Or I, I don't even watch any shows there anymore. There's too many commercials, right? And so people, people always go back to the content. And so for us, what we're working on is more uh, entertaining content that that's uh, not, no, sorry, it's educational content that's wrapped in entertainment. Okay, so I'm doing some content licensing. This, this really cool guys, I, I, I don't really want to stay yet because it's not official, but uh, really, co- uh, really, really cool videos that are, are super entertaining, but also have that element of education. And we're doing, we call it, we have a whole new shows section. So I'm doing something called Drumio on the Road. Um, so I'm going to Germany uh, in, a, in a couple weeks and I'm going to Switzerland and I'm filming content at these big drum companies, very like 100 year old drum companies. And uh, we're doing like a documentary on them. So filming actual like, I'm, I'm calling it like a how it's made slash travel documentary. So the, the goal is that even if a student stops practicing, they can still get a lot of value at a Drumio just through the content. And so that's where it all comes down to for us. That's what matters the most. Awesome. And with the, so releasing the new content every day, how do you let members know about new content? Are you emailing them every day or do you just kind of work on the principle that log in and, and see that content? Yeah, it's basically we send one weekly update email and Outside of that, we do have intercom for larger releases, which we normally use more for platform changes, like, oh, this, this functionality change, you should know about it. Uh, but otherwise, they have to go to the schedule and they can add things to their calendar. Because not everyone wants every piece, so we're not going to email them every day. We used to, actually. And when we stopped, some people got really upset. It's like, who wants an email every day? Like, can you imagine? <laughs> you know, how fast would you opt out of that? Um, but maybe we, we're, not, we're, like, we're not the average consumer because, you know, we're obviously, you're obviously in the, in the marketing world. And so it's, you understand all the what's going on behind it and why they're doing it, blah, 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 right? So 
yeah, for us, we just basically put it on a schedule and they can check it out if they want. Awesome. I love that. And so do you have that schedule available for a certain number of weeks, months in advance so they can see what's coming up or is it more kind of as it's released? No, it's, it's right now. I think there's probably a couple of weeks ahead they can see. I, my goal is always to be three months ahead, but that never seems to be possible uh, because it always, it always changes and stuff like that. But we try. Cool. And so let's shift gears a little now and talk about what you're doing to actually grow the memberships then. What's working for you when it comes to getting new members for the sites? Uh, well, the, the biggest thing we do is just provide a lot of value upfront. So if you, if you go and look at our, our platforms, you're going to see, like go to the YouTube channel, you'll see multiple videos released per week, uh, Facebook, every, multiple per day. You'll see little mini lessons, like one minute lessons on Instagram. So something that we can hopefully provide that result quickly for students. So that, that's one thing. From there, then we just try and get them into our system in some way. So if, if they're interested, if they're just starting out, we have a, a starting out in the drums uh, lead sequence, essentially. So they sign up and they get it dripped out a bunch of content. And we have a bunch of those for, for different results that people want, which is traditional email marketing, right? And then another thing we do, which has worked really well, is we do um, promotions where we'll bundle the membership with actual physical items. So a lot of, a lot of times people are, still have trouble seeing value the perception of value for digital products or a membership, which is essentially lives in the cloud, nothing they can touch or feel. Um, it's hard for them to wrap their heads around that, especially if it's a $200 a year membership like ours. So we've got, we got the exclusive license on this practice pad, which is something drummers use to, to practice on. And uh, we bundle that with an annual membership. And then uh, that kind of moves the needle enough for the, for students to try it. And then, Hopefully that gets them hooked and then they never want to leave because our goal is that they stay forever. In guitar, we're doing strings. So if you sign up for uh, Guitario, you'll get, uh, I forget what it is. It's like a box of, of strings. And we work directly with Diodario, which is the largest string manufacturer in the world. And they provided us with some strings for a reduced cost that we could, we could then offer to our students. Awesome. And so with those kind of physical products, are you, have you got a stock of those that you ship out personally or are they shipped directly from suppliers? Yeah, we have a fulfillment. We're located in Canada, but we have a fulfillment in California. And our system, uh, we have a, our, a custom fulfillment system set up that just notifies them when an order comes in and they process and ship it out. Cool. And you offer both monthly and annual options, don't you? But kind of really stack the annual option as being the the preferred yeah option. it's 29 bucks a month or 197 a year and obviously if you do the math it's ridiculous you're, you're kind of silly to do 29 a month but a lot of people still actually do it and i think that's because they're just not ready to make that full-on commitment when they think about a year it's like it's it's a difference between like a a one-night stand and a marriage again like it all comes down to that that uh, level of commitment and so I don't, I don't like the monthly. Like I always tell my marketing team, get rid of the monthly. I don't want it. Just like get rid of it. If someone doesn't want to commit for three plus months, then they're not going to see a result. Like how are you going to sign up for a month to learn drums and get a decent result to where you, you're happy about your progress? It's just very, very difficult. 
Cool. But you didn't win that argument with the, with the marketing no. company from the side. Well, if you go to the website, I've got them to shrink the, like it's like sign up 197 a year. And then below it, there's like a little link that says, or join monthly for $29 a month. Yeah. And actually speaking about your sales page, you know, one thing I love is your actual pricing comparison where, as you say, I mean, $200 for a year's membership is, is great value anyway, but I love that you've compared it both in terms of features and cost with the alternative of kind of private tuition. I think that works really well for kind of really helping to highlight that value. Yeah. Yeah. And I think on a guitar, we do it compare We do comparison to private lessons and then also YouTube. So a lot of people just think they're going to learn on YouTube, but some, sometimes it's great. Other times it's like, man, you could go down the wrong rabbit hole and get bit. Yeah, definitely. And, and speaking about YouTube, so you mentioned there that one of the ways that you kind of bring people in is with free content on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Is that content that you're putting out there, is that taken from the membership or is this content you're creating specifically for the marketing side of things? There was a time we focused on creating content that was just to be uh, released publicly. We've since changed. Now, <clears throat> every piece of content we create, for the most part, I would say like 95% is for the membership. Then the marketing team will go in the membership if they say, oh, this video would do really well to kind of showcase what Drumio is and what we do inside the membership. We're going to pull that and release it publicly. So that's our process now. But um, Occasionally we do some like shorter one minute Instagram stuff, which there's, I'm not going to put a one minute video in Drumio. It's like drive through drum lessons. It's, uh, it's mainly just to, there just to catch people's attention and do some branding. And are you using those videos for things like Facebook ads and things as well? Yeah, sometimes, uh, we don't, we don't do a lot of, we don't do a lot of videos for Facebook ads, although we probably should. Um, face, our Facebook ads are, we try and keep them fresh because they fatigue so fast, right? Because you, you hit the same audience so much and they finally, it's like they're just done with it. And um, so we do more contests on Facebook. Like we're really using Facebook now just to target people and get them into our platform. That's our main goal because um, the, the way Facebook is changing and the way it's going to change over the next six to 12 months, I think marketers are going to be a bit disappointed. Yeah, definitely. I think if, if you're purely relying on Facebook for marketing, it's going to be a, an interesting year for you. It is. Um, but yeah, but you mentioned contests there. So are you giving away things like free membership or are you giving away products? What, what are you using for those contests? Yeah, so when an artist comes out, uh, we will get them to like sign one of their items. So we had Rodney Holmes out who he played with uh, Santana. He played on the song Smooth. And after he was done, <clears throat> he signed the symbol he used in that lesson, and we, we gave that away. And so we have video of the artist playing it. We have pictures of the signed symbol, him holding it, all this kind of stuff. And, and that's, that's worked really well, um, if someone wants to try that. <laughs> <laughs> and so have you found that, again, you mentioned before that kind of the, the audiences for each of these memberships are slightly different in kind of their approach. So are you finding that the same marketing methods work for all of them or are you having to approach things and try new things for the newer markets? We definitely try new things. Like I mentioned earlier with piano, we, we have to target on a smaller basis. And I think that's where a lot of people make mistakes, especially when starting, like if you're starting on a membership today, <clears throat> the, 
if there's no one in your industry or no one in your market, okay, then you're fine. You can go broad. But if there's like three to five other people, you need to really figure out what differentiates you. And for us, it, this has been one of the most challenging things is entering the new markets because we're, we have a decent membership base. Like some people, it's, I have 35 people. I know there's a lot of people that have like, you know, they're, they're solopreneurs or they have one or two people on their team. So it's very different in what their needs are. But we have to make a certain amount of revenue, right? So we have to increase our membership. Otherwise, we're in big trouble. And uh, so for us, we're really kind of testing and, and banging our heads against the wall, being like, okay, well, what, how, much, how much targeting do we need to do on our marketing? Like how, how, how much niche of a niche of a niche do we need to do before we finally really hit that, that, um, that perfect market? And so guitar has been one of the really big challenging things is we have a great product. Like if you go in there and you, and you learn it's that product, it's great. It's got achievements and you, people get badges, they get XP. It's like there's gamification in there. It's uh, all the content. It's like broken down into series and lesson plans. And there's a really good forum. Everything's simple to use. <clears throat> but, you know, communicating that in a way that people understand is really tough and getting them to see the value there. So, Yeah. It's, we have to do, make lots of changes. We're still actively changing stuff every day. And one thing I love about your sales page for Drumio in particular, I'm not sure if you do it for the other ones, is you have kind of that choose your level option in the in the header where it then takes somebody to a page specific for their level where there's kind of like an example lesson and you really highlight the features that are available for somebody at that level. Was that a conscious designed to increase conversions or were you just finding that people weren't sure if the membership was for their level and so highlighting that made things a lot better it's definitely to increase conversions so a lot of our a lot of our best results come from search marketing right because people are doing people are trying to solve a problem so they search for a solution on google or wherever and we want them to find the that exact page that they're looking for so if they search beginner drum lessons they land on a page that says beginner, the best beginner drum lessons from the best drummers in the world. It's really hard to say, Oh, this isn't what I was looking for. This is pretty much what they're looking for. Right. And we do that. I think with a few other styles too, like if someone's searching jazz or someone's searching rock. And what we found is with drums, because we're so much more established that we're at the point where we need to go more broad, but we can't just go super broad. <clears throat> like the, the, the homepage is the most broad, but we don't want to. Um, we don't want to remove all of like this this targeting with the niches, and so we created these sub pages, which are essentially different iterations of the sales page uh, that speak to whatever they're searching for. Because we we essentially have everything if, uh, in drums. So like, if you go in the content, like you can you can learn beats af African rhythms from this great drummer named Tostin Arabasala from Nigeria. You, you know, like we have everything you, you need to learn. And so we, that's what we did. We really wanted to showcase all of that and sell it properly. And so that's why we built out those sub pages. Cool. So you're getting really specific there with the sales page and search and, and how people find you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Cool. And so what's your favorite thing about having the memberships then? What's, what's having the memberships enabled you to actually achieve? I think a deeper connection with our students. That's the, that's the biggest thing. And, and for me, I'm very much a, 
like I'm, a, I'm an operational leader and I'm like a operational person. Like I like to be involved on a, on a very much like I still do direct support with the students. Um, and then I still like to be, do the leadership stuff as well. But that's, that's been the favorite thing for me is like, I still get to talk to the students. I still get to hear what they're struggling with. I still get to help them. Um, I still get to publish new lessons. Uh, and so that, that's definitely my, my favorite thing. Cool. And so you mentioned there about um, interacting with the, the students. So what kind of community do you have alongside the membership? We have a forum inside of Drumio using IPB. And um, in our other Tario and Piano, we have a custom-built forum. So we're changing, every, we're changing that to custom eventually just because we, we, the, the IPB and stuff, there's so many features. Um, we find it slows down the website and it's hard to develop around it. Uh, and we want to add, we want to kind of attach the forum to comments and other social features. I think forums are kind of like, they're kind of going out of style in some ways. Like I know a lot of people love to use them because they're simple. You can just install them on the website, but the easier it is, the less remarkable it will be for, for your users. And so we want to create like a really uh, integrated experience, whether they're watching a lesson or whether they're chatting in a thread or wherever, uh, but we want it to be very social. Like I, I call our stuff, social learning communities. So I want the comments to, to speak to the, the forum and everything to kind of cross promote each other. Awesome. And so one thing I wanted to look into there is you mentioned about the fact that you're doing some custom development now. And so have the sites actually changed a lot and evolved a lot over the years that you've been running this? They've changed a lot in that we're trying to create a more personalized experience. So it, we're not just treating one student or every student the same. And so that's what we're really trying to, to adjust is allow people to create their own experience. And uh, I think that'll actually keep people there longer. And so we're, we're really building features around personalization and social engagement. And then obviously, like I said earlier, the content is number one. Awesome. And I have to say, having seen your onboarding process, I, I really love your onboarding and how, how particular and specific you are with that. Thank you. So let's switch gears a little and talk about life as a membership site owner for a minute. You've already mentioned you have a big team. I think you said 35 people helping with the day-to-day running of the site. Yeah. So what does a typical day actually look like for you? What are the tasks that you focus on? Hmm. Today, I went and took my dog to get spayed in the morning. because um, And I, I have two kids, so I they were fighting so i had to put a i had to stop them from fighting this morning but um, when i got to work i basically uh went through some morning emails and then i i started putting together some lesson plans i had an idea to do uh like lessons for kids specific so i was like before this i was researching animal costumes because i'd love to have like animals dancing around <laughs> videos and, teaching. and so part a lot of what i do is the kind of like the new new ideas and uh, when it comes to like what products we're doing and that. And then I'll meet with each in, uh, individual departments. And so I have my marketing meetings, I have development meetings, I have production meetings, and then I have uh, any sort of administrative like financial or, or customer support meetings. So my day is mostly spent up creating new products 
and services or like scoping out new ideas, doing new research, and then, um, and then meeting with all the different departments to make sure everyone's on track. And that happens weekly. Cool. And so do you, do you actually have an office where you have your team or is everybody working remotely? Everyone's here. So there, uh, yeah, it's, I, I think it's like 6,000 square feet around that. Uh, and we're adding another 2,000 or 3,000 square feet. So we don't have, we don't have a boardroom because we have two studios. So all of our big rooms are, are used. So we're going to get a boardroom and, and uh, a different office and, and more kind of communal workrooms for people. And we're putting in a gym so people can exercise because we just sit here all day. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's ever, everyone's here for the most part. I have, I have a, one or two programmers. We might've just added another one in Romania and I have one full-time staff member in Portugal who's actually been with us for almost 10 years. And, uh, and then I'm going to have, be having one uh, employee in Japan who used to work here, but just wanted to move to J- Japan for a year. So <laughs> we're, we're fairly flexible with, with the, our schedule and stuff like that. But uh, it's, a, it's a really cool team. If you ever come to Vancouver, you have to come say hello. Awesome. Definitely will do that. It's on our, it's on our list for next year. <laughs> nice. So what impact would you say having the memberships actually had on your life and, and your business then? I can't say it's made me less, um, like, I'm not stressful, but I, I might naturally, I just really want to work hard and, and that's, just, I'm not looking for like a lifestyle business. I'm looking to, to create something big. And so for, for me, it all comes down to my personal goals. And so I like working every day. I like doing something every day. Like I grew up on a farm and I collected eggs every day since I was like five or six years old, I had my row and I went out of it before school and I did after school. And uh, that's just the way I'm wired. So I'm not looking, uh, I'm 36 and I'm, I'm, um, I'm planning on working another 20 or 30 years. And I'd like, I like hanging out with cool people every day. And, and so it hasn't really, like I still work hard. If anything, I work harder than I would. I think I'd be a terrible employee. I'd probably be lazy. Uh, especially if I don't believe in, in what we're selling. And so the fact that I get to do this, I'm extremely grateful. I think anyone who runs a website like this, whether you do it because you want to create something big or whether you've just created the perfect lifestyle for yourself, it can offer both of those things, right? And that's what's so cool about the internet. And that's what's so cool about the membership model. And so I think everyone needs to just be very, very grateful. Yeah. And, and I agree with you. And I do think it's, you know, what you're doing with your memberships is quite different to what most people who are setting up membership sites are, are aiming for because most, most people are going for the membership model to get that different lifestyle or, you know, the passive income that isn't passive and, you know, yeah, mailbox money. Yeah. To kind of live that laptop lifestyle and things. Whereas, you know, you're, you're in this to create this full empire business. And I, I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And I like, I watch, I watch other marketing videos, you know, selling the membership model and everything. It's all like, they're saying, Oh, it's the perfect lifestyle. You don't have to do anything. They they make it seem like you don't have to do anything. You can just sit around your ass all day. Right. It's like, it's not like that. It's, you got to work hard. You have to be, you have to try and be smart. You have to be constantly learning. You have to be one of our models is you keep pushing. You never stop, you know, regardless of how bad or how good it is. Um, Never take your foot off the gas and just keep keep working hard 
Awesome. And so is there anything you wish you'd known earlier or that you'd do differently if you were starting again now? <clears throat> I would have done a lot more research on the membership model before, uh, before I got into it. Like, I think that's why I think a website like what you guys are doing is, is so powerful because it provides people with that foundation of, of information, which you absolutely need, no matter how much you think you currently know uh, about business or anything, mem the membership model is, is completely different. And it's something that uh, has only been really popular for the last, you know, whatever, five or, or 10 years. So I, I wish I would have really researched more because I think from the outset, I would have started working harder on retention. Uh, originally, we just said, oh, our content's good enough. Let's just, let's just leave it, right? So we didn't have any onboarding. Literally, users just like landed on the website, and they—I don't even know how why people stayed. Yeah. They probably didn't know what to do. Uh, <clears throat> so I think, yeah, make sure I would have made sure I got the proper education and uh, did a little bit more research, proper business plan. Because now things, now that we know certain things, um, it's it's so much better. And so as we wrap up then, I'd love to know what's next for you. What's, what's next on the, the stage for world domination? <laughs> uh, like I alluded to earlier, we're building that platform so we can scale and we can run, we'll basically be able to run everything from customer, customer support, uh, processing transactions, user management system, uh, all the social features, <clears throat> everything from one hub under Mizora, and that will we'll be able to publish new content from there like it's a full-blown CMS as well and so the idea there is to then go and take Dramio to China like I have a meeting coming up with a guy who's coming to uh, Vancouver from China to talk specifically about that because that market is absolutely massive and they love the the Dramio content <clears throat> and so language is our big thing uh, another thing is we don't we don't have an app right now. Everything's mobile friendly and really easy to use on on iPads or, or iPhones, but not as good as it could be. And so we want to create native experiences on uh, iOS and Android and then all tablets. So that's kind of a, the next thing. But the reason we built the platform is so we can create one framework for an app and then deploy it over all markets. So those are the two biggest things is, is new markets like home recording and, and different languages and then uh, becoming more omnipresent with uh, the, the, how we're actually publishing and where we're, we're publishing our content. Yeah, I mean, that platform's going to be huge undertaking. Yeah. <laughs> but in terms of just a quick last question, sorry, in terms of the moving into the different language markets, is that going to be something where you're essentially franchising what you already have and having somebody else translate and, and create that? Or is that all still going to be you guys? Yeah, we, because it's, it's more of a service than a product, we need to make sure that someone, we partner with someone who can actually provide the service. Like when a drummer has a question, they can talk to them in their language, right? So we need to, we need to partner with someone. We don't need to necessarily just hire a staff member. And so it's, I wouldn't know if it's like a franchise or a brand licensing thing. I'm just figuring it out as I go. And uh, I'll let you know <laughs> when we actually sign the first contract and when we roll it out. But I don't know how, what, what, um, you know, what form it's going to take. But I need to meet with a, a few more partners and then 
kind of go from there. Oh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing where that takes you. I think that's going to be quite exciting. Thank you. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, it's been absolutely awesome talking with you. I think there's a lot more we could talk about still, but I'm, I'm conscious, conscious of the time. Um, so if somebody wants to check out your sites, find out more about you, where's the best place for them to do that? Uh, you can go to musora.com. That has links to everything. So M-U-S-O-R-A.com. And then Drumio is just drum with an E-O at the end. And uh, yeah, that's where you can check them out. Yeah, and I have to say, it's it's a beautiful sales page. <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, and so, yeah, thank you so much for, for joining me and sharing your experience. It's, yeah, I'm really looking forward to watching your empire continue to grow. <laughs> thank you, Callie. Say hi to Mike for me, and uh, I love your guys' website and everything you do. Thank you so much to Jared for joining me for this episode and thank you too for listening. I hope you picked up some useful tips and whilst I'm guessing most of those listening to this podcast aren't looking to create a membership empire like Jared is, I think there's a lot of great inspiration to be found in what Jared's achieved and what he's looking to continue doing. So hopefully this episode has made you think a little differently about what's actually possible with a membership site and maybe it's also allowed you to dream a little bigger as well. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode, so let me know over in the free Facebook group at talkmemberships.com and be sure to check out Jared's site over at musora.com as well. This is actually the last episode of season two of the podcast, so I'm going to love you and leave you and I hope you've enjoyed this season and you've got a lot of inspiration, a lot of tips and a lot of new ideas from these episodes. We've covered a whole gamut of different membership sites and different models and looked at lots of different ways that people are making use of membership sites in their business, from membership empires like we've just heard with Jared, to side businesses along full-time jobs, and sole businesses as well. I'd love to hear what your favourite episode this season has been, so do let me know over in the Facebook group. And if you want to catch up with any of the previous podcast episodes, then head over to themembershipguys.com slash BTM to find all the episodes from both season one and season two of the podcast. That's it from me for now, but I'm sure I'll be back with season three before you know it. Take care and thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed today's episode of Behind the Membership, we invite you to check out the MembersiteAcademy.com. The Membersite Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing and running a membership website. So whether you're still figuring out what your idea is going to be or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Membersite Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, monthly training, exclusive member-only discounts, perks and tools and a supportive active community to help you along the way with feedback, encouragement and advice, the Membersite Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow a successful membership website. So check it out at membersiteacademy.com.